morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're in the world. So today we're going to be talking about a very powerful topic that's personal growth and transformation. I think there is a lot of confusion, anxiety, fear, um, you know, people losing jobs, people don't know where to start, uh, fear of judgment, etc., etc. And uh, and this topic of personal growth is especially important today because maybe we need to change the way we see life, right? So having said that, um, today we're going to be having a very, very great conversation around this topic. So stay tuned. And I'm, I promise you, you're going to take back something by end of this conversation. Having said that, my name is Bhavani Venkatesham. And with me, I have my guest today, Sunita Manatil. Sunita, welcome to my conversation. And I'm so happy to have you today. Thank you, Bhavani. It's my absolute pleasure to be on, the sh on, on your talk show uh, and your podcast. And I'm looking forward to the session. It'll be a blast. You're so welcome, Sunita. And uh, to talk about Sunita, she is an IT leader. She's a commercial assets manager at DIGO Singapore for Asia-Pac region. She is also a practicing life coach and um, she also helps people build brands. Uh, a budding entrepreneur, mother of two, that's the most important title because I believe the most difficult job is being a mother. So with that, uh, Sunita, I wanna quickly jump into uh, the question and ask you, I have seen you as a person evolve in your personal growth journey. So what empowered you and where did this all begin? Yeah, thanks, Bhavani. Um, to answer this question, I will need to take back, you know, uh, take you guys back to where it all started and how a little bit about my childhood as well. Um, so I'm from Bangalore. My parents uh, are both in the workforce, so they both work. So I've always seen a working mother around me. And we are, you know, a typical middle-class family focused on education. There was a lot of emphasis on studies and grades and you've got to become something. Um, that has been my typical sort of childhood. Um, very comfortable life and, and I'm really thankful and grateful for my parents for providing us that kind of a, a, a nurturing environment for us to thrive in. Um, I went on to kind of finish my school. I did my graduation in BCom and, and then my master's. Um, one thing that I was noticing as I was reflecting on this question is that I think somewhere I was always clear on what I have to do with my life. You know, I've always been very clear around, um, I have to do uh, BCom, then I have to do my MBA. And after MBA, I want to work for, an, uh, for, for some time. And then um, sort of the pressure of marriage started and things like that. But I was pretty clear on the kind of steps. And I didn't, I think I kind of um, was very meticulous in making sure that those steps and those goals are achieved as well, right? Um, so that has been pretty much the theme of my life. Um, then got married and even with my marriage, I was very pretty, you know, very clear with my spouse around um, what my ambitions are from a career perspective. How do I view motherhood? When do I want to become a mother? And everything was sort of charted out very clearly on a paper. And uh, thankful to God, everything happened in the same way as well. But I guess after being in that rut, you know, that rat race of career, and you're trying to build a home and you have uh, a full-time job and you're taking care of things at home and everything, eventually, I think somewhere around 2015, it all hit like a big brick on my head. Um, and I just realized that I was just running and running and running. 
and not really reflecting on where I was going or what I was doing. You know, life was just too overwhelming with two kids and a career and a home. And I think I just needed a breather. And it was universe's way of knocking me <laughs> where I completely crumbled, you know, like around the time frame of 2015, 2016, I literally broke down in the sense I, I, I just went into a deep, dark place. Um, and I think I was depressed as well. And I just lost motivation to do a lot of things. And that was my sort of breaking point when I realized, yes, I have from an exterior world perspective, I had this perfect family, perfect life, perfect job, everything was perfect in some in a third person's eye. But deep down within me, I felt so empty. I just felt so empty. And I was like, none of this that I've created is really giving me any happiness. You know, in, in fact, it's pushing me away from anything but being happy. I was overwhelmed. And, th and I think that's where it all started, where I wanted to go deeper and really understand what is causing this emptiness, even though I have so much, you know, this is what society tells you that success is, you know, you, I had checked all the boxes, right. um, but, but I was not happy at all. I was deep down very sad. Um, and I think that's when um, uh, uh, accident, accidental video of Vishen just popped. I think it was in my WhatsApp, somebody forwarded or on YouTube, I can't remember. Uh, but what he was saying resonated so much with me because I was feeling all of the things he was telling. And that's when my whole journey of discovery started, you know, and I started consuming mind value videos like crazy. And I started really doing a lot of research uh, on mind, on how mind functions, our subconscious uh, patterns, the belief systems we have, what society tells us and all of those. So it was a very beautiful, even though it was a very dark place, it was a very beautiful journey of discovery, you know? Um, so I went very deep. Uh, I will literally say I'd cut off from everyone. And I was like okay. just indulging in content and books. And I just wanted to understand what was this emptiness all about and how can right. I extract myself out of it? Um, so that's where the journey started. And I think um, it has led me to very beautiful place because I started to understand um, world in a much better or a bigger perspective than just our house and careers and motherhood, you know. Um, there's a whole lot of other things out there which we didn't know and which we were not thought of in school. So yeah, that's been my my journey. Right. I think um, I can closely relate to your story very much and I'm very close to that, I must say, because yes. when I was a new mother, that's when, you know, I felt, uh, because at corporate uh, environments, we uh, put up a brave face, but uh, basically our family members become our punching bags, right? All the frustrations and all yes. of that. Yes. So um, I think I have also gone through this phase. And as we are talking, I'm sure many women can relate to this particular, um, you know, story in their lives. Um, and no doubt, even for me, it was like, uh, I ended up watching Vision's video on uh, YouTube. And same thing, I got, got deep into it. But actually, most of the time, we uh, or people around the world feel the real success is money or power, right? Yeah. And uh, we were growing in our careers and uh, everything was getting better and fine. Yeah. Like you said, something was not going well. You know, I maybe we were not able to balance things out, unable to probably detect that. But yeah. even I had started going into that slow depression or, you know, that anger. I'm doing well somewhere, but at home I'm getting like a little frustrated and all of yes. that. Yes. So 
I remember one of the podcasts um, uh, and a book which is written by Haryana Uffington, that is The yeah. Tribe, yeah. where she talks about, um, you know, the real success is about well-being, that you yeah. take care of yourself, yes. wisdom, that what you learn every day. And then she talks about wonder, that's the experiences in life. Yes. And the last thing she tells is about giving. Yes. So I think uh, people today should really redefine the way they look at life. And, um, you know, most of them are in that rat race yes, without, yes. and maybe they realize the real purpose of life and they're 50, 60 or 70. And yeah. um, I'm so glad that we have realized that realized it already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. You nailed it. I think uh, right now, you know, I redefine my success strategy as well. It's more of, okay, what are the kind of experiences I'm having? you know, and, right. and, and, and I have actually defined my success measure in terms of these are the kind of experiences I want to have in my life. And what am I going to do towards making those experiences happen? And you also pointed out around finding meaning and giving. And I think that also has become my anchoring point right now in terms of okay, how can I give back? Because what I realized, Bhavani, is, you know, if you've been in corporate for so long, and we have garnered so much experience, that there are so many other people out there who can leverage on the experience that we have. Okay. Like career friend, yes, but also from a personal point of view, because as women, we are not taught by our parents what motherhood looks like. What are the challenges really? of motherhood? You know, how does it, uh, what does it take to keep a family together? You know, what does yeah. it take to co-create things with your spouse and how can you partner them? Because we have a whole notion of ideas around motherhood and marriage and things like that, which falls flat when the reality Absolutely. hits the ground, right? Because yeah. the other day I was just reading a, a caption from someone on Instagram congratulating another person who got married. And it was mentioned that the highest point of happiness is marriage, where two people are coming together as one soul, one thought. And I was going um, clearly delusional. <laughs> you know, people have no idea what, uh, what it takes to be in a marriage and make the marriage work. And also yeah. motherhood, you know, it's a yeah. it's a big surprise that's thrown to us, and we are just winging it. Half of them are just winging it without knowing what kind of responsibility we have. So yeah, absolutely, I think there's this whole redefinition of success that we need to definitely do with the generation that's coming. Absolutely, I think like Dr. Shafali says, um, she talks about um, you know we get certifications for everything in life. The only certification we don't get is for parenting. You know, we are not yes. certified or we are not taught how to do parenting and we explore all by ourselves. Yes. And um, I think it's a journey in itself. That's why in the beginning I said uh, being a mother or being a father as well is the most, yeah. uh, you know, the, the toughest uh, title, I would say. So yeah, I completely you, agree. So what do you tell for the people who are stuck at this point of time, Sunita? Because there are times and there are millions of people today who are losing jobs, you know, uh, they want to come out, they want to prove themselves, but maybe the inner monster that we call the fear is in yeah. each of us. Most yeah. of the time, it's not about the outer fear. It's about our inner fear that avoids us from coming out. So yes. what do you have to tell for people who are stuck, who want to do something and who just don't know where to start? Yeah. Um, I think one of the pandemic, you know, alongside COVID is that most of the people they just dwell in these negative energy by themselves and they almost normalize it. You know, it is almost as if it's okay for them to be in that space because everybody is, 
right? And when two people are talking about it, it almost becomes a pity party where everybody is just talking about their, oh, you know, my life is like this, my life is like this. Um, and they feel comfort in the fact that everyone is like that. <laughs> I think the first and foremost step is that we need to acknowledge that something does not feel right. And this is not the way I want to live, right? This right. whole feeling of emptiness, this whole feeling of um, being just drained and no energy to even get up from the bed is something right. not right. That's not the way we got to live. So I think firstly, it's to acknowledge that something is not okay. And I feel most people try to numb that feeling down by doing other things. You know, they go emotional shopping or they're eating emotional eating and they have, they're numbing down their senses by binge watching Netflix and nobody wants to sit with that pain. Everyone right. wants to run away from that feeling. I think the first and foremost thing is to acknowledge that something doesn't feel right, right? Yes. And once you're done with that process, I think it's important um, as much as we feel the need to talk to our family and our close friends who, who are in our circle about this, it's important we don't do that because they, at the most they're going to tell you is to cheer up or it's okay, it's, it's just a phase or, oh, you've, you've got everything in life, what are you feeling sad about? These are the right. common sort of feedback that you get from our close people. But it's important to get um, help. Probably start with a life coach or a therapist or go to someone who's trained to talk, you know, uh, these kind of scenarios. And it's important to share uh, what you're going through and the feelings or do some self-study. If you're not comfortable with, with um, kind of reaching out to people, it's important because there's so much content out there right now in internet and YouTube. It's important to, to do a research or a study on what is it that you're feeling and why is it that you're feeling. Um, and of course, Bhavani, it's not as simple as just you have one conversation and you're going to feel all right about it, right? There's a lot of deeper work that you need to go through and heal a lot of those childhood wounds or whatever has disturbed you throughout your life. Those limiting beliefs of, that we call. Absolutely. So there's a lot of reverse engineering we have to do with ourselves. And that right. is a bit of a process. And it will be good if you have someone trained to help you through the journey. So my recommendation would be to first acknowledge, right? That something doesn't feel right. And then take action towards making that better. Don't numb it down. Sit right. with the pain and understand what is it that is going wrong and get professional help. Uh, why I suggested, yeah. Why I suggested a life coach is because they are not therapists, but life coach are people who are trained to help normal people, you know, who don't have clinical depression and things like that, but normal people like you and me who are just battling the everyday challenges and are and are struggling with it. So that would be a good starting point. And if it, it would it should work out. If it doesn't, then you seek more help. And the last thing I would say is don't feel ashamed to seek help. It's okay. Absolutely. Everyone, yeah. especially men, I feel they have to because they don't speak. They want to put up this bay front um, that they have got it all together. My right. sincere request is that speak. Uh, speak to the right people who can help you out. So that would be my sort of uh, recommendation. Absolutely. I think I second that, Sunita, because uh, we both come from India, right? And to be very honest, in India, what I've observed is uh, people going to a counselor or a therapist or a coach, it's like a taboo. You know, yes. they believe if we go to a counselor, is something really wrong with us, yes. with them, right? Yeah. And I've yeah. seen that. I've seen that in my friends, my colleagues, yeah. or, you know, the people that I talk. Yeah. Uh, but when I moved 
um, to the other part of the world, uh, yeah. it's totally different here, you know, even if they are unwell for a week, they sense something is not going well with them, they tend to connect with the therapist um, yes. to talk and understand yeah. what, why is that happening to them. Absolutely. I think getting deep into the limiting beliefs, like it would have come from a childhood or something is stopping them, and then identifying that and uh, probably uh, fixing those fears, I would say, yes. right, Sunita? Yes, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. You know, staying accountable to your goals is extremely important. The other thing that I want to probably add on here is for the people who are stuck, most of the time, like you were telling, they don't have a purpose. Yeah. I think uh, without a purpose, we are everywhere. And yeah. today it is an information explosion. Every day, you know, I know how much of information we take into our brains yes. through social media. Yes. Uh, so I, I think uh, you really need to have a vision and your skills should, uh, what uh, the skills that you acquire should go based on your vision than taking everything and putting it in your brain, right? That is so important. The second thing I, I think it's also about, uh, I don't know what you have to say for this. You need to unlearn to learn something. Uh, yes. You know, uh, yeah. it, 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 because people always put into our head, you know, get information, get information. It's so good to have a lot of information, but you're everywhere. And uh, I think that's not going to take you anywhere. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's another and thought that. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just to build on that. I mean, that's why I said we almost have to reverse engineer our life. And that fits into the whole process of unlearning what we were taught in school. Absolutely. Um, you know, there is so much of conditioning that has been done right from childhood on every everything, you know, and there is a whole process that happens where we are breaking down those conditions and then liberating ourselves. It's almost like you're just um, breaking down the walls around you to just unleash who you truly are, you know, and not what society wants you to be, who you truly right. are. And it's also yeah. important, the point that you mentioned about the knowledge um, and the information age, right? We have so much information available, knowledge available, but the, but the smart thing to do is how do you apply what you know? Firstly, how do you manage your information? What is that information that you want to put in? Secondly, right. how do you apply those information and the knowledge that you get into your life? Because, you know, obviously it's great to put out quotes and positive affirmations and everything out there. But if you're not imbibing that and if you're not living and breathing that, then there's no point. You can Absolutely. look good on social media, but That's deep down true. you're still going to be empty. So I think right. it, it's that whole process of how do now I apply what I know? You know, yes. everybody knows, but seldom people apply what they know. Everybody can talk, but they don't right. practice. Yeah, I, I completely agree to that because... That now that you're talking about our education system, the way we were brought up, um, I think that was my last question, in fact, uh, but probably I will uh, get into that right now, yeah. is I think today the education system, as we all know, is just about putting information into the kid's mind, you know, just you know, the subject and all of that. But when it comes to personal mastery or personal growth or emotional stability, children being resilient, I think that is missing in today's uh, educational environment. And if you see a lot of suicides, or the kids grow up and they don't know how to manage their failures in life. Yes. So it's so important. I think the, uh, the whole educational um, system should change is what I feel, Sunita. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, that's a very, very important point, Bhavani. And that is something that I've been pondering quite a bit as well from the time I've seen my kids start to go to school as well. Because when I see the subjects that, are, that they are learning, 
90% of the things that are taught, or I would say 75% of the things that they are taught in school are not something they're going to use in future. Obviously, because it will be outdated by the time they come into workforce, you know, all the things that they're going to, because technology is changing and our world is changing around us so rapidly. And what I still see is there is still emphasis on memorizing. There's still emphasis on, um, you know, knowing things, not experientially, but just content wise on how you can put everything in your brain and then just warm it into some answer sheet and get some grades. You know, that know. is the focus. What we are lacking is moving away from a culture where schools were meant to be training workforce for factories, you know, where the jobs were repeated. So they had to memorize, they had to know the steps. But we are no longer in that world. We are in a completely different world. What we need right, right now, like you said, is resilience because things are changing so fast. How soon can our kids adapt to change? How can they right. be resilient, right? How can they use their critical thinking? How can they be more curious? And most Absolutely. importantly, how can we teach them life skills? How right. can we teach them to fail? Absolutely. Prepare them for failure. For yeah. me, that is important because Absolutely. success comes as a fleeting event. It's the failures that is constant, isn't it? Yeah. We, we always are trying, failing, trying, failing, and then there's a success. And then we are going at it again. But our kids are never trained for those. We are always training them for success and then building right. up a completely delusional foundation for them, which right. is very hard for them to deal with. Um, very true. So, yeah, so for me, fundamentally, I mean, we can't do much uh, to, to completely transform the education system. But what I do personally is use every opportunity that I get with my kids to teach them real life uh, skills. So say, for example, if they have a fight with their friends, I really dissect the situation to make sure that I'm teaching them certain things or at least getting them to think how to handle the situation rather than right. giving a templated solution. You know, I never give templated solution to my kids. I always make them think, I ask them questions and through that they discover the whole process of learning or unlearning or their biases, their beliefs. It's very fascinating when you start doing that with kids and yeah. more often than not, they will have a better solution than you, what you have thought about when you do that right. process. So I think it's important that parents take that approach with kids and not to uh, repeat what generation after generation parents have been doing. You know, the same stuff passed on. I think yeah. we have to break the chain. And that's why, uh, Bhavani, it's important that as parents, we become more conscious and aware and mindful and we do our own learning and healing so that we are not passing the same stuff to the next generation as well. I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. And I think uh, we are, I mean, I was a mother and I was such a paranoid mother, you know, if he falls or whatever, you know, now I think I've realized that, you know, we need to allow him that even here, you know, when I moved yes. to Mexico, it's such a yeah. Uh, yeah. cultural difference for the kid yes. where we got adapted to things yeah. very easily. My son Correct. took some time. Yeah. So initially I was a little worried, but I thought I need to give that time for him to get yes. adjusted. It's okay for him to feel emotional. Yes. Um, like we used to sit and talk to him, like you said, asking questions, you yeah. know, and stuff. Yeah. it's working out, you know, it's working out yeah. Um, yeah. because most of the time we're very paranoid. We don't allow them to have an argument. If, if anyone yeah. tells kids something, we just go there. What yeah. happened, you know, and have a yeah. conversation with their parents and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. You know, yeah. That should stop and for sure. 
Absolutely. And that's where I, I want to bring in what Shifali, you know, Dr. Shifali always says. She says, it's easy to bring up a strong kids than uh, repair, you know, adults. Um, so it's important that we are uh, making sure that the adults, as in the parents, are healed and they are taking care of their own, um, uh, you know, whatever they are going through, they need to process that before they pass it on to the children. It's, it's very, yes. very important. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And um, uh, the other thing that I want to ask is um, when people are uh, like looking at success, right? Like I said, you know, it is more about money, power and all of that. Uh, so for example, people are losing jobs today, yeah. right? Um, so is there a way for them to look at life and probably in a very positive way or, you know, what, what do you think about that? Because it's a very difficult situation, you know? Yeah, correct. What do you think about that? So Bhavani, there are two things to it. I mean, one is the whole existential uh, reality of people. So what I mean by that is when you lose your job, if you don't have enough income and your family, you're unable to feed your family, that situation is not something where someone go, will go into a spiritual path. You know, there it goes into more of an existential crisis where they are trying to get two meals sorted out, right? So this, whatever I'm going to say is definitely not for that group um, because for them, the pr primary instinct is going to, you know, get the next source of income and find the job. For them, what I would adjust, uh, what I would suggest is that network, please use leverage your network, talk to people, don't sit in the house and just sulk. Put yourself out there, strengthen your LinkedIn accounts, make yourself very, very visible and also highlight the value add that you can provide for companies um, so that you get highlighted. You never know who needs your skill set. So instead of just being in your shell, I would say get out there more, become more visible and try and see where opportunity comes. You know, So it's almost like you have to be in the, in the mindset of seeking, looking for opportunities even in chaos, right? It's easier said than done, but I think it is that mindset. It's like, okay, let me look at what out, what else can I do in the current right. situation that I have. Uh, definitely build a support network around you. Speak to people because it's easy to slip into depression and go into a negative belief system. It's important that they tap on the strength of family and friends at that point in time. So please speak out. That would be my advice. Absolutely, Sunita. And um, what do you think about setting intentions or positive affirmations or surrounding uh, ourselves with people who can lift us up, right? Because yeah. um, sometimes, like you said, people listen to a lot of these things, but they yeah. don't put it into practice. Yeah. So for me, it was like a changing one at a time. You know, for me, it was like a five-minute meditation in the morning. Then I started with a 15-minute stretching. And then things like that slowly, right? So um, it's it's about putting things into practice. So what do you say yes. about um, your uh, positive affirmations, beat or people to so, because there are people who can pull you down as well, you know? Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. As you walk in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely. So I think our tribe uh, kind of defines the vibe that we have. Um, so it's very, very important to evaluate the kind of people that we are surrounded with, right? Um, um, sometimes it, it becomes a bit of a challenge if the, if the people that we are surrounding with are from people in our family and in our close circles who are draining us, you know, that is a bit more challenging situation, but then you can also evaluate your friendships. Um, 
it doesn't mean that you cut them off. It just means that you draw a boundary and know, okay, is this person actually elevating me? Um, is this person pushing me to learn and become better? Or is this person just complaining and draining my energy as well, right? So I think firstly, it is important that we distance ourselves from them, not cut off. I'm not saying please don't cut off with your friends and family, but you should know where to draw the boundary so that you create a safe space for you, right? And yeah, and it is also becoming more aware because what I started to do is, like you mentioned, just start with five minute meditation, just start with two affirmations or even, you know, even when I was listening in the beginning days, I remember just listening and not really processing it or understanding. It took a bit of a time um, for that to become a habit and to really imbibe into my subconscious, right? Because your belief system says otherwise. Um, so it, it takes time. So my advice would be be consistent start small you don't have to you know go sit meditate for one hour or you don't have to go run run into a mountain or anything like that every day take five minutes out just to still yourself just listen to some music where you are able to you know uh, get your energy stabilized have some sort of ritual for yourself for self-care um, it's important sit with yourself and what i found also is useful is writing uh, journals um, right. where you you know sometimes people don't want to talk about how they feel they're very guarded they're very private right. Uh, right. so journaling helps you know just write and uh, I also do sometimes when I'm very angry I write and I burn the paper <laughs> because I've it almost yeah so it's almost like you know you're taking it out from your subconscious bringing it to your conscious bringing it to the physical reality and it's out it's out of your system so as I started to do all this Bhavani you won't believe my body started to change because I was shedding a lot of baggages that I was carrying. I actually lost a lot of weight because I realized that I was carrying so much baggage from all my past and resentments and anger and frustration. But when I started to let go and start this whole process, I felt different. You know, I felt much lighter. So um, start small. And whatever you're starting, make sure it's resonating with you. You know, there are so many techniques out there. Some people love writing, they can journal. Some people love talking, they can talk to people. Some people love to listen, you know, recorded affirmations are there everywhere on YouTube. Just start listening. The more you do it, your subconscious will get rewired, you know, and right. then just follow, follow through. I think consistency is, is important, uh, follow through. And before all that, it's the commitment to yourself that you want to make a change in your life. Absolutely. Unless you are committed to make a change in your own life, none of these things will happen. You know, so Absolutely. it's easy to slip back. It's easy to feel lazy. It's easy to just sit back and watch Netflix and not think about any of the demons yeah. that you have. <laughs> but I think it's important that we face them head on uh, because as you face them, you realize that just, they just diminish. And the fear that we were talking about, you know, in the beginning of the call, uh, that starts to go away. And once the fear goes away, you're much more liberated you know, fear of what people will say, fear of failure, fear of this, fear of that, everything just goes away. And then you start to almost flow in life and become more fluid with everything that happens. It still yeah. doesn't get easy. There are days when even today, there are dark days when I feel like, what am I doing? But those cycles and those days become shorter compared to, you know, when you are more unconscious and unaware of what's happening with you. So I would say yeah. it's the daily practice, keep at it, make the commitment that you want to change. That's the only way to go. I agree to that because uh, I like what you said about uh, the journal writing, right? Because uh, the, my recent experience was when I lost my grandma, 
and uh -huh. I was here in Mexico. I was going through such an emotional turmoil that she, her last wish was to see me and all that. Mm. But three days and fourth day, I sat and I started writing about our memories together. And I ended up writing almost half of the book, Sunita. Yeah. And that's yeah. when I felt my emotions kind of dropped yeah. so drastically. Yes. And I felt yes. so light. And that's yes. when I realized now I can be an author and probably I need to start writing books. <laughs> so yeah. I, I completely agree with when people start writing it. I think they're very clear about their emotions for sure. Yeah. And so Bhavani, I just want to add one more point. I think most people don't understand that the damage that they are doing for their own body by, by just dwelling in this negative energy right all of the emotions that are stuck within us is affecting our organs very negatively so this is a scientific fact right very and most people don't understand and that manifests into diseases like cancer and whole heap of other stuff so it's important that people also do it for themselves and for their own health as well you know the releasing of emotions um, and like I said, unfortunately, these things are not taught in school. So we will have right. to learn it and we will have to make sure that we teach our children to process their emotions as well. So right. I would recommend to all the parents when your child is throwing a fit and crying and uh, is getting angry, just let them be, let them get it out. Don't numb it down. Don't say, you know, you're a child, you're disciplined, you have to be not crying or you can't be angry, you can't disrespect me and all of those kind of things. Just let them yeah. be. Let them process their emotions and teach them how to process the emotions, you know, teach them to write their feelings down, to talk about their feelings. I think it will do a lot of good for them. Yeah, there is no us. good child or a bad child. No. Uh, every child <laughs> is special. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Uh, I think uh, we had such a wonderful conversation, uh, Sunita. I just yes. it was a very hard to conversation. Yes. I love that. I really yeah. thank you for uh, being here today. And, My pleasure. Um, you know, giving this time for uh, me and to the world, I would say. Yeah. And um, of course, I want to close this conversation by uh, saying this, that um, be your own legacy, you know, find your own soul print. Don't yeah. like realize that at the end of 40, 50 years, like what the hell happened with my life? The time yes. is now. So yeah. let's Absolutely. get into it, change life and see life in a beautiful manner. So yes. with that, thank you, everyone. And uh, thank you for watching this. Um, we will be back soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I would love to hear the feedback and comments from you. Please reach out to me on social media platforms. The description and link is provided below and so much of love and light to all of you. Thank you.